I'm Dr. Mandy Weeks, and you're listening to the Behind the Brace podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations and resources to help families and providers navigate the world of scoliosis. This is your place to find hope for a better solution so that you can live your best life. Welcome back. This week, we are continuing to talk about what scoliosis as an adult looks like. So this week, we're going to talk about our primetime years. So what does that look like when we hit our 50s and 60s? And what might you notice if you're having some trouble? Um, So this might be where you may or may not know if you have a curve in your spine. Um, When you were young, in this range, you know, 40 years ago, or sometimes even like 45 years ago, sometimes doctors and schools may have done checks and sometimes they didn't. So what I've been running into is that sometimes adults will come in and they actually don't know that they have a curve in their spine. And then when we take the x-rays, we see a really large curve. So it's hard to really gauge that because we don't have information from when they were young. So we don't know if it's something that occurred, you know, in the middle of their life, if it's something from when they were younger and it's just progressively gotten worse over time. Um, So this is where we really have to gather the information and just make appropriate decisions based on what we know. Um, So it's even more important at this stage that if you are having some of these um, red flags and these symptoms in your life, that you really get a full assessment because that's going to be helpful so that you can monitor it moving forward and how it changes. Um, So I'll give you an example of that. Uh, I had somebody come in that had some low back pain and just really struggled, um, you know, with their job. Um, They worked with kids. So picking kids up, you know, little kids, especially or diaper changes, things like that, trying to like bend over or lean over a changing table um, was really bothering them. And so initially, right, when we hit that like 50s and 60s, sometimes they're like, well, you know, I'm just a little bit older and I've been doing this for a long time. So it's probably just low back pain. And, you know, maybe I need to walk more, maybe I need to stretch more, maybe I need to get adjusted more. Um, And so over time, you know, we had initially started uh, by just doing some things to to see what was was going on. And when we got the x-rays back, um, what I realized was is that uh, she actually had a, a really significant scoliosis in um, both parts of her spine. So she had a curve in her upper back and a curve in her lower back. And when I circled back and asked the questions, I said, hey, did you, has anybody ever told you that you have a scoliosis or a curve in your spine? Um, the answer was no. Like she had no idea that this was there. Um, and she had seen multiple providers and they hadn't really noticed that that was there. And so having this information changed how we looked at things. You know, number one is now, you know, it's not just normal low back pain. We've got some big structural things that have been going on for a long time. It's not something that has just happened in the last three to six months. You know, this was something that's obviously been there for decades. Um, And so usually by this time, if we haven't known about it, um, there's usually some sort of either degeneration or some issues with the structures because over time, 
the vertebrae in your spine will just begin to wear out. Um, it's kind of like, it's a funny relation, but you know, they talk about like the tires or the shocks in your car, right? If you've got one side that isn't functioning, that's really old, that is worn down, you're going to wear your car differently. You're going to wear your tires differently. And eventually one side's going to wear out or a tire is going to pop. And it's the same thing with our spine. If you have a curve in your spine, there's one side that's constantly compressed. And so if that's compressed for decades and it's affecting the disc, it's affecting the nerves, it's affecting the muscles, eventually those vertebrae, those bones, those discs, they start to wear out. Um, And so that's where we really have to identify, is this stable? And what that means is, are the bones still there structurally holding your spine together? Because if they're not, then that's a big problem. Um, and so that's the first thing that we look at is, is how significant is it? And if it is significant, is it stable? And usually that requires some additional imaging. So either some specific um, additional x-rays and oftentimes along with an MRI. Um, and based off of those results will really dictate where you go from there. Um, if you've got discs that are coming out and affecting your spinal cord or your nerves, then that's sometimes where surgery might be something that is necessary. And essentially what they do, depending on the situation, is they go in and they just kind of clean up the things that are affecting your nerves and your spinal cord. And not to make light of that, because, you know, anytime you have surgery, that is a big a big deal and a recovery process. Um, but that's typically, you know, best case scenario if you have a more severe case. Um, but that's where it's important to have the right team and the right assessment um, and examination. Because if we miss that, and you just continue to move forward over the next 10 to 15 to 20 years, sometimes you can have really big problems that if we could have caught it earlier, could have been avoided. Um, The other scenario is, is if we really do have a, a severe case and you have, say, vertebrae that are wearing out or um, your spine is not stable, that's where these are the situations where we, we need to coordinate with a spinal surgeon. Um, have you seen an orthopedic doctor, a neurosurgeon, somebody that, you know, is very well trained and has really good clinical experience um, in the areas that you need? So that'll depend on you know, what shows up on your tests, your x-rays and your MRIs as to which professional you really do need to see. Um, But those are the more severe, you know, obviously worst case scenario is if, you know, you're having these issues or if you even know that you have had a curve and maybe haven't had any follow-up care at all. Um, But the reason that I bring that up is because if you are in that situation It's so important, um, even if you've missed the last 10 or 20 years, it's so important to get the information and get the assessments earlier rather than later. So even if you feel like you've missed the boat, don't put it off another five years. You know, don't wait until you can't walk across the parking lot or you can't bend over and open your dishwasher. Um, Make sure that you're seeing the right professionals to get the right information. And if you haven't had any x-rays, um, it's not normal to have pain. You know, it might be common. I hear a lot of people in their 50s and 60s and they kind of joke about it and they're like, well, you know, 
I'm 50 or I'm getting old or this is just how it is as we get older. And while that might be really common, it's definitely not normal. So I really do encourage you to get the information that you need. I've seen way too many people that said, well, you know, I started having this low back stuff about five, six years ago, and I just figured I was getting older and this is kind of what it was. And, you know, they may have even seen a PT or a chiropractor kind of sloughed it off as like normal aging stuff or just, hey, you know, I haven't been at the gym as often, so I probably need to get back to the gym and work on my core. Um, Just all of the excuses that we all say, right, are all of the things we all do. it. We're like, gosh, well, if I could get back to the gym, I'd probably be doing better. My back wouldn't hurt me. Um, But sometimes those are bigger signs. And so don't just um, push it off and ignore them and and kind of excuse them as normal aging things. Because if it's been there for a period of time, and especially, this is key, if it's been there for a period of time, and then even if it gets better, if the next time it shows up, it stays a little bit longer and it's a little bit worse, and then it goes away, And then it comes back. And if every time it comes back, it's staying a little longer and getting a little worse, that is a huge red flag that it's not just because you haven't been at the gym for the last four weeks. This is your body telling you that this is a problem. And every time it happens, it's not, it's even less able to adapt and just kind of post through it like our bodies do, right? When we have to get things done. We just push through it and our bodies kind of deal with it and eventually it gets better, right? The problem is, is that the longer something is there, and especially when we start to get into our 50s and 60s, our bodies start to lose the ability to do that, especially if it's been there for years. So pay attention. Your body's trying to tell you something. Make sure that you listen and don't let somebody else even. Um, I had somebody that said like, well, yeah, you know, my doctor said, well, you know, you're 60 now. That's just what happens. Not always. That's not always true. Um, So don't let somebody else kind of just slough it off as no big deal either. Um, If you're feeling like something's not quite right, make sure that, you know, ask for an x-ray. X-rays are very minimally invasive. It doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't have a huge exposure to radiation. One x-ray is not going to be a huge deal. So even if you shoot one film um, in one area just to double check um, and then make sure that somebody who knows what they're doing is looking at it. Um, I've also had somebody that went to the, they went into a walk-in clinic um, and they had something going on and it was probably, I gosh, I think it was like five or six years before they came into our clinic. And when I looked at those films, I said, Hey, I said, did anybody tell you that you had a curve in your spine? And they said, no, they didn't. I was like, well, what did they tell you? And they said, well, they said it was fine. Nothing was broke. And that was it. So make sure that you have somebody looking at it that knows what they're looking for. Um, And I know that's hard sometimes, right? That's, I might be putting a lot on you because how are you supposed to know? Like we trust the professionals in our lives, right? So if we go to a walk-in clinic and a radiologist reads it, we just expect that they know what they're looking for. Um, But I'll give you just a little bit of insight because I actually just had this conversation today with a radiologist. um, And it was just a miscommunication where I had sent somebody down for an x-ray and um, I specifically put on the referral that I was looking for potential scoliosis, right? So we ordered a couple of films and I got the radiology report back and the radiology report, you know, said exactly what was on there. So just there was a slight scoliosis. Um, But when I looked at the other film, I was like, hey, what the heck? 
there is something going on in this area of the spine. This doesn't look quite right. Um, so I just called the hospital back up. I said, hey, can you look at this for me? And you know how the conversation went? It was like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, there are some things there. But I was looking at this because you had asked for for this specific um, evaluation. And it's there, but it's not really severe. So I didn't put it on the report. Um, and it was simply a miscommunication because obviously, you know, I'm trained. So they assumed and thought that I was going to be looking at that, which I did. But then also when I called back, he's like, yeah, I probably should have put that in the report, but that's not what the referral was for. So it was simply a miscommunication. So sometimes like say, for example, you go to the walk-in and you're like, gosh, my low back is killing me. And you see the walk-in doctor and the walk-in doctor says, yep, I'm going to send you back. Let's do an x-ray. And they do an x-ray and they're looking for low back pain. And the radiologist looks at that and they say, well, the disc space are good and this is good. And, you know, there's no fractures. There's no this. They're looking for really big things, right? Like there's no tumors. There's no malignancies. There's no, you know, they rule out all this stuff and they send it back. And, you know, the doctor goes, oh, good. Okay. There's not anything broken. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. And then you look closer, if there's a curve on that x-ray, the referral wasn't necessarily for that specifically. And if it's mild, they might not say anything about it. But the walk-in doctor's looking for something big that could be a big problem. And then the communication gets missed. So fast forward five or six years, somebody comes into my office, I pull their old x-rays and compare it to the x-rays I just did. And now it's way worse I look at that and it's very easy to say, gosh, why didn't they see that? Why didn't they look at that? Well, there was just a miscommunication. And really their job is, is to help you in that moment. Their job isn't to look at the potential for a scoliosis and proactive management of that for the next five to 10 years, right? So the purpose is different. And that's, I really do believe how a lot of these get missed because- you know, if I would have seen you five or six years ago, I could have identified that and said, hey, this is probably something that we need to look at. Um, but you don't come see me when it's Saturday at 5 p.m. and you can't walk and your low back hurts, right? That's not what happens. And so that's where um, I'm just putting a, a little bit more responsibility on you that say you're in that situation where you end up at a walk-in, a different doctor, a clinic, they take an x-ray, and, you know, they say, you know, this is this is fine or these things aren't applicable. Um, do these things and and just go ahead and move on. Um, it's easy that when we start to feel better, that we just feel better and then we don't circle back to that. But I really encourage you that if you've had any of those things happen, um, to take the time to go see somebody that can then look at it in a little bit of a different light because, Say if you come to my office or a different chiropractor's office or even sometimes your primary care provider's office, you know, after that incident and we're able to look at that in a little bit different mindset, um, that may very well help you move forward so that things like that don't happen again. Um, so I hope that that makes sense because those are all uh, things that that come up on a regular basis. And I think that that's a really um, huge aspect of why even in our 50s and 60s, things get downplayed because of our age. And they also sometimes get missed in communication just with the different care that we receive from different providers. Um, and so if I'm describing 
any of these things and it's it's like hitting the checklist in your head. Like if you've got chronic low back pain or if you're having trouble like picking up grandkids or every morning you get up out of bed and your back hurts and you have to really take the time to you know, sit and stretch before you stand up and it takes you a little bit to get going. Or, you know, if you have trouble lifting certain things or bending over and unloading the dishwasher um, or even mowing the lawn sometimes, anything that would normally not be a problem, that if you're starting to see problems with that, it's not just because you're getting older all the time. Sometimes there are some things that are are definitely able to be handled. And so I would just really encourage you to find somebody, whether it's our office or somebody else's office, to really investigate that a little bit more so that you can get ahead of something if it's there. And if you come in and you get everything checked out and there's nothing to be found, then you have, you know, it's like a sigh of relief, like, whew, okay, good. So now we know what we need to do to manage these other things. And if you do find something, you can get ahead of it before it com- becomes a really big problem even later. Because once we hit our, you know, like late 60s, 70s, or even late 70s, um, those things are just harder to manage because, you know, we are getting a little bit older and our bodies don't heal quite as well. Um, so hopefully that information is helpful to you, whether you know you have a scoliosis or you're having some issues um, that you feel might be a structural issue. Um, I hope that it helps you kind of navigate where you might need to go um, and just encourages you to be proactive and not accept the fact that we're just getting older and this is how it has to be. Um, So if you have more specific questions, um, again, you can always reach out to our office. We're more than willing to help. Or if you're not where we're from, um, we can definitely help you coordinate with somebody that's closer and more local to you. Uh, So contact our office. You can find more information on our website. It's behindthebrace.com. And until next week, I hope you have a great week. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you could leave a review before you go, that would help us reach more people that need this message. To learn more about the services and resources that we have available, visit us at BehindTheBrace.com. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media. To learn more about how they can help you with your podcast, visit RaymaTeam.com.